Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Vardorian Conflict. You all know who I am by now, but for those of you who may not, I am the Mayhem Vote, and I will be your DM for this evening. It is an absolute pleasure to be back at the table. We took a couple of weeks off due to work and IRL commitments, so I am very, very happy to be back here DMing for my wonderful murder hobos. So, before we get into tonight's session, let's just have a little bit of a recap as to what went down. When we left off in Valorondir, our last session saw our mischievous, our mischievous players barter with the Valorondir mayor in their uh, attempts to expose Lawmaster Grohl uh, for corruption and their links to the criminals led by Dragon Fangsplitter. After, re uh, after successfully seeking out uh, the Lawmaster's hidden residence in the far end of the city, and uh, falling victim to one or two very unexpected and low-level traps, and encountering some uh, fiendish undead individuals that they did not expect to run into, the mayor came to the conclusion that our players were to be held in extremely high regard for their services to the city, and that given everything that they have gone through, that they were to be rewarded. And on top of said reward, they have also been given the task of hunting down the now wanted fugitive that is Lucinda Grohl, the lawmaster of Valorondir. Lucinda Grohl is believed to have fled the city mere hours ago by this point, uh, and is believed to have been making her way towards Zyuria and the capital city of Amdale. Now, with that being said, we pick up, I believe, in the streets of Valorondir, heading out of the Lower East Lane. But before we do, there's a couple of things I would like my players to do. Uh, bef before, no, not vanishing, no. Uh, before we start tonight's session, I would like the three of you to go ahead and roll a d20 for me. Um, give me a minute. <laughs> Any modifiers or just D20? No, just a straight D20. That would well, be that... a nine. Okay, I got, I I got nine. I got nine from Anon. 18 from... 18 El from El, El, El Roberto uh, and okay. Zaris. Well, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing to start off with this, but I did roll a nat 20 as my first roll. So. Okay, okay, we will, uh, we will work with that. So, uh oh, <laughs> Zaris was a 20, Ilara was an 18, and Anon was a nine. Okay. I feel like the rest of my rolls for the rest of the night after seeing that are going to be so fucking bad. Well, you don't know wait, quite wait, yet. Wait, wait, wait. Question for the DM? Mm-hmm. Since, you know, uh, Zaris is worried about uh, his rolls, are there any windows in this place? 
I mean, technically, you guys are still standing. Um, you didn't get what I meant. No, yeah, I, I got the reference. I got, the, I got the, I got the reference. But not wanting to piss off one of my players when they haven't long woken up from a nap is that's quite high on the top of my list of priorities. It was, mm-hmm. it was nice knowing you guys. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll. Okay, so you guys are situated outside of the little uh, cottage that was Lucinda Grohl's unknown residence. The mayor and his uh, his Crown's Guard squadron have made their way back into the city. They He's told you that uh, before you leave the city, you're to go and uh, see him uh, in order to collect your reward that he had promised you. So, having known that your next stage of your journey is to find a ship captain and to make your way to uh, Zyuria. Is there anything in particular that you guys would like to do first? Well, I mean, Tygen is still in jail, so getting him out would, you know, help. Okay. So, I, I would say because we need a captain, we probably should get him out of jail. Okay. You'd call. Elera, is there anything in particular that you would like to do during this session before you depart from this city? I'd go on a massive murdering spree, but I probably better not. Yeah, I probably that would probably work against your favor, not in your favor. Yeah, I mean the, the streets are too crowded, but um, I would kind of like to sort of. Uh, if there's any way to kind of upgrade my rapier at all, or just go to a blacksmith or something, see what's on offer. But then we need a, you know, a trip captain. But then also, I kind of <laughs> want money since we're promised a reward. So okay, I, I, I'll go with go for the money. <laughs> okay. Anon, is there anything in particular that you would like to do before you depart? I wouldn't mind doing a bit of shopping. Okay. Okay. So. With that being said, I will say that you guys make your way th- back in towards the city center. Uh, if you're on foot, which I believe you are, it takes you approximately 30 to 40 minutes. It is approximately, it, it's late morning, shall we say. Late morning, verging on midday by the time you get into the city center. The streets are beginning to pick up. There's a lot, and I mean a lot of... Crown's Guard patrolling around the city at this point. This is the most Crown's Guard activity that you have seen since uh, emerging from your mysterious graves. They don't tend to pay much attention to you guys, though one or two of them do tend to look in your direction. They give the occasional nod. Um, The citizens of the city are just going about their day uh, some of them are going to work, some of them are just shopping in general. Uh, I will say that as you make your way to the Umber Market, which is towards the docks anyway, uh, who has the highest passive perception? They're right in there, right now. <laughs> I, probably not me, because I have a 10. You have a 10 for your passive? Yes. I'm... Oh, wow. Anon. Uh, 11. Okay, uh, 
Give me one second. I will find Ilaras for her. Okay, uh, Ilara, you actually have the best passive perception. You have a 12. Where the pink is, is, is that? <laughs> okay, so passive perception, if you look at the first she uh, first page of your character sheet, uh, it's underneath all of your skills, and it's above your proficiencies and languages. It's that little, uh, sort of like a horizontal, uh, box. Yeah, I think I'm just blind here. I think you might be as well. Yeah, uh, so you know what you said. First sheet, <laughs> right here. Yeah, first sheet. I'm a noob, just to in case you clearly haven't. Yeah, it's it's cool. Already, it's cool. I... So with a twelve, I'll say that the hustle and the bu the hustle and bustle of the city drowns out quite a lot of detail in terms of passerby conversations. Though I will say that you do catch a very small snippet. Okay, who's got me on Echo? Shouldn't be on Echo. No? Okay. Not brilliant. Makes away from uh, speakers, so... Okay. Um, like I was saying, with a Passive perception of 12, like I said, a lot of the detail and the majority of the, the conversations going around the city that you would not Okay, I can hear it. Okay. I've got my mic muted, so there's no way that it's me. Hmm. So it would have to be me, then. Uh, okay. Uh, that's going to be awkward. Hello? Okay, that sounds like... Yeah, that should be fine. Okay. Okay. Um, where was I? Ah, yeah. Okay, so you, you overhear a very small snippet of one conversation in particular. You, you come to... As you're walking towards this group of two elderly-looking uh, females that are heading actually in the same direction as you guys, it's almost like you're passing them and you're hearing this at the same time. You hear one of them turn to the other and say, Oh, did you hear about old man Arthur Bomble? Oh, no, it's a shame. His wee shop burnt down last night. Some reports of a dragon setting fire to the storehouse. I don't, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I don't, I don't believe it, but, you know, Arthur Bomble's a wee senile old man. And it's it. I, I wouldn't put it past him if he had accidentally left a candle on and just left for the night. You see, uh, the female that this is being said to just turn and say, "Ah, no, dearie, he's a wee man. I, he's no the brightest spark in the box. That man's been going in the retail business for as long as I can remember. He's, yeah, he's no that bright. To be fair, I was expecting him to retire no that long ago." And that is all you hear as you pass these two women. You fucking sack of shit. <laughs> you absolute fucking sack of shit. 
<laughs> I'd like to say that I did want my dragon, but Zaris decided to give it away to a fucking child, so I'm not surprised about <laughs> fucking Brent Dune. I rolled a goddamn nat 20 on this. That no, shouldn't have no, happened. No, no, no. no. You roll, no, your roll was an animal handling check in order to get the dragon to like the kids. I ended the fucker, and I gladly enjoyed it. I deserved that fucking dragon. <laughs> I made him... I, I, I said it cost an arm and a leg for that fucking dragon. I deserved it. I'm sorry. Lady, I, ladies and gentlemen at home, <laughs> Like I, I, have a, I have a table. I have three tables, actually. I have a table for each of my characters of 20 different fucking scenarios that were going to happen for each of them. During this this session, Elara <laughs> rolling that eighteen <laughs> it was just brilliant. I'm not surprised Zaris did bloody melt or have his powers delving void. That's what surprised me. Now, I, all I will say is before Zaris turns around and tries to get a one way ticket back from Alabama to the UK in order to kill me. Pay very close attention to the wording that I used, okay? All you, all you heard, or all Alara heard, was that the shop burnt down. That's it. So, I think I'll pass it on to my buddies, um, <laughs> and I'll do it in the state of, you see what happens when you give my fucking dragon away? I think that fucking old fucker has burnt down his place because of the fucking dragon. You see what you did? Why the fuck did you think a dragon, a fucking dragon, was good to give to a pensioner and a fucking child? How loudly do you say that? Uh, I'll raise the voice a bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. As you but say, as you say that, as hmm? you say that. You you hear the voice of uh, one of the elderly female. By this point, they're no more than 15 feet behind you. You hear one of them call out, Did you say something, Missy? Yeah, I might have. Why? Well, it's just we're very curious. very curious as to find out what happened to old man Arthur Bombo and you just remarked about a dragon, you know, word of the city is that I there was know, a dragon I'm involved. Surprised as well. I don't know what happened, but you know what? I'll try my very best for you. Make a deception check. <laughs> I love the, I love the fact that Elera matched my accent as well. Like you didn't need to do that, but you fucking did. But you want persuasion, yeah? Deception. Yeah, you're, 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 li you're lying out your ass. <laughs> 23. <laughs> Fucking 23. Oh, man. Okay, you see this, this hunched over, wrinkly, gray-haired old woman. You just cock her head up to you and go, Ah, there's no, there's no need, laddie, lassie. The Crown's Guard will look after the old man. His insurance will cover it. Actually, come to think about it. I don't know if old man Arthur Bombal ever had insurance on that shop. God damn it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> fucking loving this. <laughs> yeah, like, no, if, like, any, uh, 
if he had like any other pets like i heard you saying about a dragon or something but uh, like, aye, aye. Folk, folks around the, the market district they're, they're tending to say that somehow his wee grandson billy uh, timmy got hold of a dragon i don't tend to believe them there's no such thing as dragons how in the flying fuck would a wee boy get a fucking dragon? Like, first of all, like, even if he fucking did, I'm no saying that it was, like, allowed, like, but how the flying fuck would even fucking Bumble allow his fucking grandson to pick a fucking dragon? Was he fucking senile or was he just a bit fucking loopy or what, like? You, you, see, you see her, her eyes widen and she sort of, like, leans back and she goes, My oh dear, I don't think there's any need for that tone of language. I mean, yes, it's tragic, and yes, it's mighty confusing what happened to the old man. But come on, have a bit of civility for fuck's sake. Hey, but he took a fucking dragon. I mean, it's just like, it makes no sense. I mean, unless the fucking, unless the fucking thing was like handed to the boy or something by some weird cold fucker, I don't know. <laughs> but like, it's just a bit fucking odd, like, don't you think? It'd be a bit fucking cold to give a fucking dragon to a fucking boy. A wee fucking boy. I mean, I'm just fucking shocked. Zaris, I'm going to give you an opportunity to react to that. I'm already walking towards the shop at this point. I like it. Like, I'm at the point to where that I'm either going to turn around and kill Alara just oh, for speaking that much. or go to the shop and just give the guy enough gold to get him his shop back and then get the fuck out of this town because <laughs> like I went from being like super chilled and super like just out of it to now my stress level I can feel my entire spine and backside of my head throbbing from a fucking migraine <laughs> Okay. I'm going to I'm okay. going to the shop. I'm okay. going to the fucking shop. Anon, I'll give you an opportunity to react and also to uh confer with your colleagues. Push to talk, sweetheart. When the fuck did we give a dragon to a boy? <laughs> uh, when we had mass murder. Out of session, okay, I can, I, I can answer this. Um, Unicorn, that was the session that we started listening to on Sunday, but we never got to the end of it. You mean the one where you rolled tragically? I didn't roll tragically, okay? Shut the Shut fuck up. up. He did. He did. <laughs> Your dice is terrible. He did. He did roll <laughs> terrible. It was god awful. Never, ever, ever trust me to roll on your behalf, okay? That goes for all fucking three of you, okay? But, nonetheless, is there anything that you would like to do in terms of altering your plans for the day? Are you joining Zaris and heading over to uh, the old man's shop, or are you continuing on your, you know? I'll I'll follow Zara oh. for the moment. Okay. So from where you guys have headed, you actually need to head uh, north, which will take you 
about another half hour before you get to the familiar streets where you guys do recognize Arthur Bombo's shop used to be. As you get within about 60 feet of the storefront, you see this blackened, charred stone and wooden exterior. The windowsills are completely black. There's still little wisps of smoke billowing out of the, the windows and the doorway as well. There is a group of about 10 crowns guard standing vigilant, guarding this place, and you actually see that there are about 20 to 30 buckets of water, or empty buckets, some of them are full, some of them are not, uh, laying on the side of the street that were obviously used in order to put out the worst of the flames. What do you guys do? Do, we, do I see in, them anywhere? Define them. The, the kid, the, the old man, do I see them anywhere? No. Can I roll to see if I see them anywhere? Yeah, sure. Eighteen. You don't see them. I'm going to go up to a crown's guard and ask them where they're at. Okay. As you get up to about ten feet away from the crown's guard, he, he stops you and goes, Excuse me, sir, this area is off limits. There's been a fire. I... I understand that. I'm coming to you to ask you a question as to whereabouts is the the residence of this shop. Are you a relative of Mr. Bomble? I'm not a relative of Mr. Bobble, but uh, I was going to try to help him in the sense of that to because he lost his shop okay that i would i would give him some gold to get him back started again sir mr bomble is at his son's residence uh in the lower west side of the city he is safe though he has asked that he is not bothered at this point, whilst he uh, comes to terms with the, the tragedy that has happened to his store, if there's anything that you would like to do, we can certainly put in a, a message to the old man. But right now, we do, we do ask that a little privacy be shown as he tries to figure out what he's going to do in, in terms of getting back on his feet. But I, I, can, I can safely assure you that the old man and his grandson are safe. They are not harmed in any way. The store caught fire whilst they were not in the premises. Uh, there was no threat to life. But is there anything that I can do in order to help you? Lucinda Grohl is already gone, correct? Oh, she's gone, yeah. I'm wondering if I should trust any of the Crown's Guard. That's up to you. Do we still have the coin for the mayor? You do. We, all, we'd, all we'd have to mention is the fact that we're kind of like big kind of allies of the mayor after what we've done because if i remember correctly when we got um 
bang splitter. When we sort of got him sorted out, you know, I think it was the next episode up after that, the mayor said that like, we wouldn't be frowned upon for having weapons and we wouldn't be frowned upon for just walking and actually trying to do things. Yeah, right. yeah, that happened like two hours ago. All right, so it's still kind of, you know, early days. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that like, it's still, it's like very early on. So I, because of that and because I don't trust any of the crowd's guard, Due to the fact that they were working, quote unquote, with the guy that we've already dealt with. Well, I hate to say we don't have the coin because the mayor took it back from. No, the no, last no. He, ha- he hasn't taken it back yet. Oh, he said he was needing to take you, it back. Yeah, right. you, 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 we you were to hand it in when you went and collected your reward. Right. We still have it. Let's go and collect our reward, and then I'm going to use my reward to go in and help Mr. Bobble get his fucking shot back. Okay. Okay. Okay, so you guys head back uh, into the upper ring. You pass through the various gates. It'll take you, again, probably about half an hour by this point. It is very early afternoon. As you pull up to the, the mayor's office building... You notice that the crowns guard that you've seen throughout the city have traditionally been wearing a combination of either half plate or chainmail for their armor. The two guards that stand on either side of the entryway to the office are wearing full plate armor, and they are about seven feet tall. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me. And that, that, that goes for any of you guys, not anyone in the Seven, city. 17. Okay. I got 10. Anon, are you rolling or are more you going to stay out yeah, of this one? Yeah, that was five. Okay, 17 is more than what you needed anyway. So, uh, Zaris, as, like I said, as you come closer to the door, you, you see that these are Goliaths standing guard outside the, the, the office. You see one of them, he puts, he takes one foot forward and he just says, is there anything I can help you with? I'm going to hold up the coin. Instant, say, instantly, as soon as he sees it, you see his foot retract uh, back to um, just even keel with his back foot. He retakes his guard position and he just nods for you to go inside. All right, so we'll go inside. Okay, you make your way up. The mayor's office door is open. You can see him sitting at his desk. Uh, he actually hears you coming up, and he beckons for you all to come in. Good afternoon. Ah, I wasn't expecting to see you so quickly. I thought that you guys would have taken a little bit of rest before uh, coming to see me. Or were you that eager in order to claim your reward? Speaking of that, due to some very stressful... Recent happenstances, as far as my reward goes, I would like for you to take that reward and use it to go and purchase a shop for Mr. Bobble in the upper districts and get him something nice to compensate for his losses uh, from this evening. You're talking about old man Arthur Bobble. Yes. Forgive me, I haven't heard of anything happening to the old man. Uh, 
what circumstances do you mean? His shop burned down. Oh. Oh, that is extremely unfortunate. Absolutely, and... absolutely, Longstride. I will, I will, I will ensure that the monetary value of your reward goes in order to helping uh, Mr. Bombo get back on his feet. Uh, I will tell you that it may take a, uh, it may take a couple of days in order for him to purchase or be in a position to purchase a new storefront. Uh, as far as I'm aware, the old man had insurance, so obviously things have to be dealt with in that regard, just to make sure that the fire wasn't an inside job or it wasn't intentional. Um, just on the off chance, just use the insurance that he had on top of any reward that I may have been given for the recent circumstances of what we did. Use all of it to potentially get him a better shop if possible. Okay, well. If, if not, then use the funds to uh, make sure that his grandson's um, future is a better one. Wow, I must say, that is mighty generous of you, sir. I, uh... Just out of curiosity, Mr. Mayor Man person, um, the reward money we're going to get, how much would Bumble be getting from that just so i can kind of just you know wonder how you know worthwhile our job was and well you know... the reward that i was going to bestow upon you was an individual reward of monetary value it wasn't necessarily coin it was more payment by way of services though if zaris here does wish for his contribution to be turned into coin and to be passed on to mr bomble then that can certainly be done Yes, if he wants to for, for for my reward, yes, and then I'm going to say that on my part, I have had a very stressful few days, and regarding these two, they can talk to you about whatever they want to talk to you about. I'm going to go get me a drink, and I'm going to get plastered, and I want to forget this a whole scenario ever happened. Zaris, I'll meet you at the bar later. I'll buy I'll buy the first couple of rounds, buddy. Just I'll I'll see you later. Sure. And then I'm going to bow to the mayor and then walk myself out and go to the bar and drink as much fucking alcohol as I possibly can. As you go to take your leave, Zaris, you hear you actually see the mayor hold up a hand and go but before you go, Zaris. Um Yep. Yes, sir. In addition to your reward, I had something prepared especially for you. Um, if you wouldn't be so, if you'd be so kind as to follow me out to the exterior courtyard. Sure. You see the mayor get up. He leads you outside, round the back of the building, and there is a large uh, cobblestone courtyard which is filled with crowns guard. Go ahead and make a perception check for me. Uh, 17 again. Okay. At the 17, you see that the Crowns Guard are standing in three ranks of 10, but there is one person stood alone in front of the front rank. 
With a 17, you notice that this individual is a crowns guard who is wearing a very haphazardly made eye patch. This is the crowns guard that you had a little scuffle with not that long ago, and you removed his eye. Sure. The mayor leads you approximately 20 to 25 feet in front of this individual and says, Now, it has come to my attention that some of the crowns guard of my city have not been acting in proper conduct. This gentleman here is one such example of that and has, by way, been given a physical reprimanding of his misconduct, though I feel that a slightly more subtle lesson is due to be given so that such conduct or misconduct never takes place again. You see him look past the individual to the rest of the Crown's Guard and says, let this be a lesson to all of you. Misconduct will not be will not be uh it's a fucking word I'm looking for. Oh my god. Allowed. There's like another word for allowed. It will not be tolerated. There we go. Holy shit. Why did my brain not work there? That was a nat 20 on... That was a nat 1 on intelligence right there. Uh, misconduct will not be tolerated from this day on. So. Recruits. I would like you to formally apologize to Mr. Longstrider, in front of everyone, loud and clear. You see the Crown's Guard, he is standing absolutely rigidly. I mean, you could not find a non-tensed muscle on this man's body if you fucking tried. There is a look of slight anger, embarrassment, and just sheer, utter focus in this man's eye as he is looking the mayor dead in the eyes and he is just standing perfectly still. The mayor takes a, a step to the side, leaving you direct in this man's uh, line of sight. He takes two steps forward, so he's about five feet away from you. And he's just very solemnly in a very monotone voice, through gritted teeth, says, I apologize for my misconduct. It was unprofessional, unbecoming, and I deserved the physical punishment that you bestowed upon me. I solemnly swear by my rank and service to Valrondir that I will do better, so as to not displease my mayor or tarnish the name of the Crown's Guard. It is my sincerest hope that you'll accept this apology and that you may never look upon me with displeasure again. How do you react? Zaris? Thinking. Oh, you're thinking, okay. He's thinking, can I, are me and Anon still in the mayor's office? No, no, you guys came outside with him. Ah, right, okay, I'm just gonna sort of whisper in a kind of hush tone to kind of Anon. I wonder, like, what, what he's got for us. 
Like he, he's he's clearly got you know a, a a fuck ton of stuff. I, I wonder what he's got. Us. You know, we we busted our asses off for this guy, so but, must be good. I hope. Anon, do you say anything? So long as it's money. I mean, what if it's like bit better than money? Like, what if it's a new weapon? What if it's what if it's new? Ha- it's better ha- than ha- money. I mean, it could be, could be anything. Like I've I've busted my ass off and like in hits for for money, but he he said things it wasn't so much in a kind of monetary value. So I put okay, pretty good. Do you and think he'll give us a title? Oh, disemboweler in bigger letters. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna look to the. I like. I'm gonna look to this guy, and I'm going to say, with the mayor Assad, pretend that he's not here. Okay. I want you. To be honest with me. Just act like that he's not here. Just me and you having a conversation. You watch as his shoulders drop by about an inch, giving you the feeling that he's relaxed his body ever so slightly. He's still eyes locked onto you, though. Well, I locked on yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> right. I see what you did. We're going to take a few seconds and we're going to just me and you as if nobody else is here standing around. Me and you are going to talk man to man. Where I come from The people that I put my faith and trust into. Some people that I thought were friends. Because of me being. Young and naive at the time. Left me to die. In the middle of a blizzard. However, during that blizzard. I learned a few things. I survived. But there is one very important lesson that I did learn. Respect is earned, not given. So I want you to look at me as a man. And I want you to tell me how you feel in this moment. You see the man, you see the Kranskar's chest rise as he takes an extremely deep breath. He holds it for a couple of seconds before exhaling slowly. I still locked onto you. He says, I am ashamed of my actions. And I deeply 
regret what I did. Okay. So here's what's about to happen. I accept your apology. But there's something else that I want. And it's not something that you can just give to somebody. It's something that needs to be earned. You're going to see Zerus take off his staff. He's going to hand it to Anon or Alara. He's going to shoulder off his cloak. Me and you is going to have a brawl. Holy shit. Right here and right now. I want to earn your respect. I don't want you to look at me and tell me that you feel bad because the mayor told you to. I don't want you to feel bad because your colleagues tell you that you need to feel bad. I want you to wear that when you look me dead in the fucking face. That you see a man that you can respect. And I want you to treat me as such. So me and you right here, right now, in front of your colleagues are going to brawl. Win or lose on either of our parts. Our beef is done. Do we have an accord? You see his eye like slightly turn to the left. Your right. Like in the perspective in the perspective that you're seeing him. You get the sense that he's looking past you to the mayor. And from behind you, all you hear is I didn't see nothing. Crown's guard. Turn and face the wall. And with that, you hear the echoing footsteps of 30 Crown's guard pivoting 180 degrees before going back to attention and just facing the wall. You see the Crown's guard that is looking you square in the face. Just drop the uh, the lance that he was holding by his side. He has no shield. He takes two steps back and just nods. Roll initiative, motherfucker. Uh, dirty twenty. Damn. Okay, so uh, it's gonna go you then him. Okay. Because we're playing this in theater of mind, we're not using a battle map here. Uh, That's fine. We'll just do our best to describe what's going on. So, because I have no strength, uh, and I would only be dealing one point of damage each round, I'm going to use one of my abilities for the day. 
and encase my hands to give me a little bit of slight of advantage as a free action. Okay. So it will allow it will essentially basically make it to where that I can do cold damage in replace of um just unarmed damage. Yeah. Essentially. Um so I'm going to go in and take a swing on him. Okay. And I'm going to try to hit him in the gut. Uh, does a 22 hit? Of course it hits, Tony. <laughs> okay. So with the one point of unarmed damage, I'm going to add a 1d6. Cold damage. Uh, he takes an additional five points of damage on top of the one. So that's so he'll six take in five, total? He'll take one regular from the punch and then five cold. And I'll be doing this for the remainder of the fight. Okay. But you, you'll see Zarus. He'll walk up to him. He'll grab him by his shoulder and then ooh, right into his chest. Everyone that's watching this go down, so Anon, Ilera, and the mayor, you you see Zaris throw the first the first punch. You see the Crown's Guard double over and you hear the breath being knocked out of his lungs as he just takes the hit. He's going to stand up, he's going to square himself up, and he's going to try and make a right hook connecting with your jaw. That's a 17 to hit. As reaction, I'm going to cast um, my one of my first level spell slots, uh, Frost Barrier, to raise my AC by three, and that will be an 18 on my AC. Okay. Uh, but but he also now has to make a Constitution saving throw to not take an additional 1d4 points of damage. 15. I think that passes. Yes, so he will not take the damage this turn, but I'm going to okay. go ahead and get the 1d4 because it happens every time he attacks. Yep, okay. With that, Before back to you. Move, DM. Uh, we, who did uh, Zarus give the staff to hold on to? I don't think you specified, did you, Zarus? Uh, I, I said Anon. Oh, Anon, sorry. Hey, uh, uh, Anon, uh, th that's a pretty beautiful Staff, uh, I, I, the, he's fighting just now. I don't think it'd be wise to steal it. Don't, 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 don't steal it. Or we're dead. And okay. skin. Uh, but yeah, my AC rose up, uh, and it will stay that way because it's a concentration spell. Okay. So my AC is now 18. Um, but every know. time that he, but every time that he attacks, he has to roll a constitution saving throw, and if he fails, he takes 1d4 points of cold damage. Okay. Uh, I'm going to swing again. Okay. Alara? Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you bring snacks? 30-20. Um, that uh, has. I've got some, like... like oh, Bucker, I didn't bring anything. Did you have anything? Uh, Why are you masking? One point, one point of regular uh, unarmed strike damage, and then six points of cold damage. And then this time, I'm going to do that thing where you see, like, in, um, what is that movie with, uh, where he 
jumps up to the side and stabs like the spear into his neck, but I'm uh, gonna do yeah, it yeah. with my fist. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like run up and then like lower cut him into the side of his neck with my fist. Yeah. And then whoop! you watch uh, everybody else watches as the crown's guard falls to the ground taking like going down on one knee his hands fall forward to try and stabilize himself and you hear him go <coughs> and sort of reaction from the impact he's going to try and uh thrust his leg behind him to see if he can sweep you and cause you to fall on your ass hey alara yeah this is an ice stuff, right? Oh no. Yes. Can we use it to make snow cones? <gasps> oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, that's a, that's a 20 to hit. That's 20 to hit. Okay, so it does hit, uh, and then he'll still have to roll a constitution saving throw to see if he doesn't take damage. That's four points of damage, and the con save is... 11. Uh, that does not succeed, so you'll take four points of cold damage. Okay, by this point, you begin to see his muscles tense up as the cold damage works its way into, uh, into his arms. You see his skin... It's that reactionary where you, uh, effect where when you're out in the cold, you tend to go red in like your, your limbs and that as the blood rushes to the surface. That's exactly what you see. Uh, it is your right. In, in fact, okay. In fact, before before we go on to Cyrus's uh, next round, Anon, were you being sincere in your snow cone remark? Absolutely. I want you to make me an Arcana check with disadvantage. <laughs> What did we roll? Yeah, that was a nine with disadvantage. Oh, Zaris, my good friend, what is your uh, what is your spell save DC? Uh, I could go ahead and tell you that you failed, but it's a thirteen. <laughs> okay, Anon, you tried to get some sort of a reaction out of the staff. You tried to summon some sort of crushed ice substance uh, from it. You begin to feel the magic well up inside of the staff. You feel it resonating at your fingertips. But after a, a couple of seconds, you feel this, this little fizzle as all of the magical energy just sort of dissipates into nothing. Zaris, you're around. All right, so I did roll a nat 20. Jesus, fuck. Okay. Uh, let me get another die out. Okay. So, I'm gonna do, while he's on the ground, where he's on his knees, I'm gonna do that thing where I crap, like, grasp my hands together, and then slam down on his head. Yep. Uh, 
And the do you want to consider the unarmed damage as doubled as well? Because that would just be two points of damage. Or do you want to just leave it one point of damage plus double the die for the ice? Uh, double all of it. I'll say I'll give you that with your crit. Okay, so that's two for the unarmed strike and uh, an additional 12. Jesus fucking For the cold damage. And okay. I'll, you'll see where I, like, I, I clasp my hands together to make, like, just a large fist, and I'll go straight down on top of his head and slam as hard as I can. Okay. As your hands or as your your hands co- collide with the top of his head, you hear this loud expulsion of breath and this grunt of pain. You see him sort of like compress a little bit, and his head sort of recoils down into his shoulders with the force of the impact. You also see that his one eye sort of lulls about in his head and he just falls face first into the cobblestones. This man's out cold. Okay. Um, I'm going to look to one of the... I'm going to kind of shrug it off a little bit and then kind of like just wipe myself off. I'm going to look to any of the guards and say, do you, one of you have a potion by chance? You see one of them turn around and just hand you... He just extends an arm with a very small uh, reddish potion. I'll grab it, and then I'll take the, the guy by his head, and I'll pour the potion into his mouth and force him to drink it, uh, and then be 2d4 plus 2. Nine. He gains nine back. Okay. Okay. Um, so he'll he'll start to wake up. Yep. And when he starts gaining consciousness back and he starts like getting to where that he can un- understand my what I'm saying to him, I'm going to do that thing where like I'll crouch down and look at him face to face while he's still laying down or whatever. And I'm going to go, have I earned your respect now? In his very day's state and how fragile he's feeling, he doesn't say anything, but he nods. I'm going to stand back up and I'm going to hold my hand out as if like to help him up. You see him uh, grasp your hand and he very almost like it's like you've done leg day at the gym. His legs are very wobbly as he stands up. He sort of sways a little bit before finding his feet. He looks to the mayor and the mayor just says, fallen line grinds a guard. You've had enough. When they fall in line, I'm going to look to the entire line and go, this doesn't just apply to him. This applies to all of you. Respect is earned, not given. You don't just go and make deals, shady deals, 
with whoever has the most money or highest position. This man over here, and I'm going to point to the mayor, has been trying his damnest to get this town straightened up to where that everybody here can live a peaceful and blissful life. And yet, you shame that by your actions. My anger knows no bounds, but on this day, it's not my anger to withhold. It's his. I appreciate the gesture of you coming to apologize to me, but this is not my city. This is his. If you want to apologize to me, then you spend the rest of your days making sure that this man gets what he needs in order to make this town the successfulness that he wants and desires. Do I make myself clear? You just hear the echoing sound of like 30 singular feet stamp on the ground in confirmation. At this point, the mayor comes over and says, Forgive them. Zara's crimes guard training dictates that verbal confirmation or communication on any given order only be given to enlisted uh, officials. That's though they perfectly fine. Though they will do well to heed your words, and I will ensure that each of them abides by it. He looks over to the, the crimes guard that you had the brawl with. You see him, he's still ever so slightly swaying. He just says, I think that's enough for today. Come. As we make our way back round, I shall uh, give you your rewards. Those of you who wish to re uh, receive them, that is. And then I will bid you farewell, so it seems. I uh... Uh, You'll see where I'll turn around, and I'll look at Anon and Alara trying to make snow cones, and I'll, I'll just sigh, and then I'll snap my fingers, and my staff will reappear in my hand. Hey, I think... Oh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. As you guys, as you guys follow the mayor around to the front of the uh, to the background to the street in the front of the office building, uh, you see that he pulls out three envelopes, and he holds one out to both Anon and Elara, and he says, "Now, Zaris, this would have applied to you as well. However, you have stated that you want your rewards to be turned into monetary value and given to Arthur Bomble for getting back on his feet." So. Uh, yes, uh, you can deal with them however you please. And again, I've had a very rough day and I would like to go and relieve that stress by drinking. Uh, and on Alara, I will see you back at Serpent's Caress. Uh, I hope that your reward is plentiful. 
and I will turn around and head towards the Serpent's Crest to go and uh, start drinking. Okay. You watch as Zyrus takes his leave. Um, he gets about 60 feet away before the mayor hands the, the envelopes to you and says, Though it is not coin, per se, I do hope that this finds you some benefit when you get to the city of Amdale. In this envelope, you will find letters addressed to a very, very prominent enchanter. One who is state-sponsored, sponsored by the crown, used for a variety of official means. This letter will grant you services as already paid by myself on behalf of the city of value up to 250 gold. I hope that whatever you use these, uh, these letters in order to purchase finds you in a more advantageous position than you already had been. Use them wisely and uh, try not to turn them into anything chaotic. This is my way of saying thank you for everything that you have done. Had you guys not rooted out the corruption in this city, I dread to think what would have happened in months, if not years, to come down the line had it not come to my attention. The city owes you a great debt, and although services of, you know, an arguably small value may not seem by much, it is just a token of appreciation by myself. And Ilera, you see that he hasn't actually just handed you one. He's handed you two. He looks to you right. and, he looks to you and says Zarus's gratitude and generosity is far beyond anything I could have I could have expected. The city extends the same gratefulness and the same reward to him nonetheless. We will pay for the reacquiring of a storefront for Arthur Bombo out of state funds. He has earned this reward. You all have. But he should not feel the need to give it up. Although as generous as his, his intentions are, we will look after old man Bombo. After all, what kind of a mayor would I be if I didn't? Look after my citizens. Give this to Zaris. Make sure that he realizes that he did a good deed and that he deserves this. You all have my thanks. Now, you guys need to find yourself a ship captain. I need to work on getting Tygen freed from custody. Although the paperwork should be finished by now, it should just be the formality of letting him go. But. Once again, should you find yourselves in Valorondir in the future, come pay me a visit. Maybe we can have dinner sometime. After me being a complete horrible person on our first uh, rudeful introduction, um, I wasn't actually expecting anything. So the fact that, you know, you've appreciated what we've done and actually let us in, bear in mind we were complete horrible about it, like barging in and stuff, but... You know, 
I've got to say, respect to you. Um, I don't often trust a lot of people, but you seem to have converted me, so to speak. So, I thank you, and I apologize. I appreciate that. So, so. Anna? No, it's, it's just to say um, thank you, and uh, you might see us again. Alan, I'd like you to make a perception check for me, please. That's an unnatural 20. That's a dirty 20. Yes. Okay. As it stands right now, you guys are standing directly outside the entrance to the mayor's uh, the mayor's office building. The two Goliath guards dressed in full plate armor are still standing there. They are not paying you any attention whatsoever. They are just complete statues at this point. However, dangling from the back of one of the, the, the back of the helmet of the Goliath on the left, you swear that you can see a tiny spider glinting with reflections of the sunlight. As quickly as you swear that you see this creature, you blink and it's gone. You think it's your mind playing tricks on you. You're not entirely sure. Was it real? Was it not? But you swear that you saw it. Is there anything you'd like to do to react? Um... She just shakes her head. I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> oh, Alara, you didn't see this. Oh, oh. Oh, you, okay. di you didn't see this. This was Anon. So, now you've scared me. Uh, now you've scared me. Are you shaking your head in dismissal, or are you shaking your head as in like that, that way that they do in the movies when they're sort of like brushing something off? In dismissal. Okay. So, you've collected your rewards. You know that Tygen is in the final stages of being released. It's just the formalities of letting him go. You see the mayor venture back in towards the building. The front door closes. Anon, you said you'd want, you wanted to do a little bit of shopping. Yes. Is there anything in particular that you were looking for? Yeah, um... Looking for uh, um, forgery kit. That's it. Forgery kit. Okay, I will say that you make uh, Alara. Are you accompanying out on on her shopping trip, or are you wanting to go off and do something of your own accord? I want to go straight to Zaris and give him the letter and have a wee talk with him. Okay, so I'll say that you're making your way back to the Serpent's Caress. Anon, I'll say that your little shopping trip takes you a little more than, I'll say, an hour and a half in total. 
um, you make your way over to a very small bookstore that is located in the Dread Bazaar. It's one of the nicer buildings in the area. You know, you already know that this area is pretty run down. It's like I said, uh, I've said this a couple of times. It's the area that people go to for like bottom of the barrel sort of quality goods. But this bookstore looks like it, it's doing okay for itself. Uh, the proprietor is a rather slender female half-orc. Her skin is a very almost sickly pale green. Though she doesn't appear to be unwell in herself. It's just that that's her natural skin tone. She's got long flowing white hair and she wears a crooked pair of spectacles on her on her uh, face. And as you make your way into her uh, storefront, you hear a small bell ding a couple of times as the door opens and then a clang as it hits the floor. At the sound of the loud clang, she looks up and goes, for fuck's sake, I keep meaning to fix that fucking... Oh, hello, dearie. Oh, I didn't see you there. Uh, pardon my outburst. That was uh, most unprofessional. Tis understandable, though. Well, yes, I've been meaning to fix that doorbell for quite some time. Um, what, uh, what, what, what can I do for you today? Yes. But first, out of session, where are we heading to after this? Okay, might I give you one small tip? Yeah. Whilst holding down your push to talk button, make sure that you're not in, you're not actively in the chat box. Okay. So. Uh, out of session, you guys are headed to Zyuria, the uh, the central continent in Vardor. Sorry, repeat that. You are headed to Zyuria in the central, uh, the, the, which is the central continent of Vardor. Okay, thanks. Oh, so I'm not in the chat box. Okay, your cur your cursor. Okay, hold on. Okay. Yes. Do you have any books on Zyuria? I believe we might have one or two. Um, nothing. Is there any particular topic, or are you just looking for some general knowledge? Some general knowledge, please. Okay. Give me two seconds. You see her. Uh, step out from behind the counter. She moves over to one of the bookcases on the left-hand side and she picks out two books. She picks out a book called Zyuria Geography and the uh, the second one is entitled The Vardorian Monarchy. A... I had the fucking title here. Why did I... Where did I put it? The Vardorian Monarchy, A History of Blood and Turmoil. Okay. M may I see them? She slides them forward on the countertop and she says, this one over here, and she points to the geography one, uh, she, she says, this one's ever so slightly outdated. It's about 15 years old. 
the cartographer who researched this book has not published anything as of late, so maybe account for some sociological differences in regards to landmarks and uh, place names. And this one on the Vardorian monarchy is just a general uh, general history uh, research text on, well, the monarchy and its, its origins. She picks up the uh, monarchy book and she kind of flicks through the first few pages. Okay. The first few, first few pages that you see are... It's uh, what, we were, what you and I would know to be the abstract of the book. The introductory paragraph that's meant to give you the, the, the very basics of what you're going to be reading as you venture through the, through the following chapters. It details um, that the book discusses life before the monarchy, so the tribal system that uh, Vardor had established and had lived by for centuries. It, uh, it mentions the, the transition from tribal systems to what we know now as the, the Vardorian monarchy. Uh, you see the names of uh, three rulers, and then it just talks about how the themes of the book are going to be economic differences, um, the, the renaissance of Queen Tora, and the ironclad ruling of King Yorick the Black. These all look very useful and just quite what I'm looking for. Do do you also have um some forgery kits? You see her. She's taken a little bit of a uh, little bit aback uh, by the mention of the words forgery kits. She, you see her eyes narrow a little bit and just say, "Miss." Might I inquire as to what you intend to do with said items? Obviously, a forgery kit is used for predominantly one purpose, but are you looking to use these for scholarly works, or are you have you got ulterior motives? Are, are you sure you? It's purely scholarly. You, you see, I, I, we are going to Zyuria. We're researching some family trees and I'm hoping to copy down information that I find off of gravestones and church you know temples and you know the general maps of our travels go ahead and make a dis uh, deception check for me You should be good at this. Yeah. Apart from a roll terribly, um, that's an eight. Okay. I'm going to have her roll an insight check to see if she can see through to the lie. Well, that's a three. So she, she pauses for a quick second before 
turning around, grabbing what looks to be a, um, oh god, how do I describe it? I could, I could, like, physically see it in my head. Um, have you ever seen the movie where they unroll, like, a leather pouch and inside it is, like, there's, like, a whole load of tools fastened to the inside and it's just been rolled up and fastened with a, a small strip of leather? Yes. Yeah, it's one of those. But inside it, as you see her as she unwraps it and she lays it out on the table, there's a bunch of different quills. There's a bunch of different, uh, like different sized ink wells as well. There's a couple of jars, uh, not jars, vials of different colored inks. And there seems to be a very small, it's probably about two and a half to three inches long. It's a, a wax seal press. Um, the bottom of it is flat though, so it gives you the impression that you can etch your own uh your own seal into it and use it as like a an identifier. She says, This is probably one of the more upscale uh sets of tools that I can I could think would suit your needs. This would probably run you Yeah, this would run you twenty gold. How much for all three? Oh, you want this and the books? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, the books as well. I would say that the total cost would come to... I'll call it 50 gold. That's fine. And I hand over the money. Okay, she hands you your goods. Uh, she pockets the, the gold coin. Gold coin? Sorry, got in the hiccups. And she just says, now, is there anything else that I can get you today? No, that is perfect. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for your business. Enjoy your reading and uh, enjoy your trip to the continent. I hope that you, uh, I hope that your research goes smoothly. I hope it does as well. Thank you. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to venture on over to Zaris, my blue skinned friend. You make your way back. Yes, you make your way back to the Serpent's Caress. It's it's predominantly quiet. Still within the working hours of the day. You get to the uh, you get to the bar. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna shift you on over. Oh no! I got rid of it. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. There we go. Okay. You uh you make your way to the bar. In fact, why can I not move your Perfect. You get yourself to the bar, and it is the same barmaid that you saw the day before. And she looks in and goes, Ah, Zaris, what can I get you? Um, you know what surprised me? Well, um, are you looking for ale or something stronger? Today's been a rough day. Give me something stronger. Okay. You see her reach behind her and she pulls out a, a clear glass bottle with a sort of like a, a dark bluish liquid. She takes out a shot glass. She pours you a shot of it and she hands it to you and she goes, we call this sapphire liqueur. Um, I'll tell you what. First one's on the house. Sounds good to me. So... Uh, with that, 
I need you to, as you, as you drink it, go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw. Dirty 20. Okay, you chunk down this, uh, this blue liqueur. It tastes sort of, it tastes slightly citrusy with a, a slight herbal note at the back of it. Almost like it's mentholated. It's got like a really cooling effect as it goes down your throat. Um, she just looks at you and goes, Is there anything you want to talk about? I noticed that your uh, your friends aren't here. Oh, yeah, they're they're getting the reward uh, for something we just got out of. Well, wow. Okay. That sounds interesting. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I'm just very tired. It, 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 like it's nothing's but wrong. Nothing's bad. It's it's fine. It's just a matter of that. It was just been a long few days, and I still have a lot of questions that have gone unanswered. It seems like, and I don't like that feeling. So it's just it's just been a rough couple of days. It's all it's been. It it's it's nothing. You know, just. Just stressful. That's all it is. Kind of like another work day, you know. You know, you ever have one of those days where it's just like a the work day is just long and dragging, and it just feels like it's never going to end. Oh yeah. It's like, oh yeah. It's I know. Like, that, I know that feeling all too well. Don't you worry. It, it's like that. That's all it is. It's nothing bad. Um. Uh, although I will say, this drink is actually rather interesting. You know, you know, being who I am, I don't typically get that cool sensation anymore. Uh, you know what's in it? It's very unique. She looks at the bottle and she just says, well, I'm not the, I'm not the biggest drinker. I don't tend to take heed of, you know, what goes into what and what we stock around here. That's more, that's more the owner's job. I do know that we get this imported. Um, it's it's very good. Oh yeah, I mean I I've I've had it a couple of times. I mean it's it's fairly nice. I mean I'm more of a wine kind of girl, but I like to I like to have a shot of this maybe once in a while. Tell you what, how about we both drink one? Just just one. No, it's you know just sure. Just to say that you know me and you had a nice little conversation and. Uh, you're a good person. Sure. You know. She gets a second shot glass, pours two shots, slides one over to you, and uh, she she tanks hers. Okay. Actually, I shouldn't have said that before I rolled because I just jinxed it. She rolled a 12. Uh, well, so you see her, you see her, she does slam the shot. Um... But as she does so, you get the... It's that initial reaction when you you take a, a shot of something strong. Um, that sort of, like, little recoil that you do if you're not used to strong alcohols. Um, she puts the shot glass down and goes, Oh, oh yeah. That's, uh... That's the stuff. 
Go ahead and roll your con save for me. I already did. Uh, so constitution is my second best stat. So that's why I'm rolling so high. Uh, but I did get an 18. Yeah. Uh, 15 plus three. Yeah, you're fine. You are absolutely fine. You're, uh, you're taking these shots like a champ. At this point, I will say that Ilara rejoins you in the Serpent's Caress. So, Ilara, what do you do as you come through the door? I want to walk right over to where Zaris is. I want to put my rapier on the table, or where we're sitting, right in front of him, and just say, Zaris, can we talk? Yeah, sure. You so, what did, the, what, did the, uh, what did the mayor give you? Just out of curiosity. It's just, 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 just let's, let's have a minute. It's just... Can we go on another table where there's like, you know, no one hears? You see, sure. the, you see, you see the barmaid uh, looks at both of you and goes, "Oh, I can, I can go through the back if you need some privacy." That'll be that'll be five minutes, sweetie. Just, just, just. Sure. I, you see I, her. You see her plop a towel down on the on the bar top and just say, "Yep, sure, I'll come back in a while." And she looks to you and goes, "Don't get too drunk without me." Uh, so what's up? Right, I'm, I'm still gonna, once we move to another table, I'm gonna put my rapier just in front of him. And it's gonna be pointing at me, but, so like, he's gonna be, wait, we're on the table, so he's sitting on the table. My handle of my rapier is on his side, but the kind of blade, the blade's pointing at me. Right. And then, now, I know since that grave event, you don't really trust me. And maybe uh, I don't trust you as much as you want. Like, uh, okay. So, to be fair, I don't trust anybody. <laughs> uh, just to finish, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish. Like you, I've never really trusted anyone. I hunt. I kill. I survive. That's all I know. Never knew the family, never knew my family. I've, I've heard rumors, stories, myths even. <laughs> Christ. All I know is that I was dumped into some shite hole where it's kill or be killed. Been hunted all my life, so I've made a name for myself where brutal events occurred. I'm still clueless on how we ended up in the graves, but I know this. I respect who you are. I may be brutal, but my, uh, but my past missions, you know, there's reasons. I may seem stupid as well, but it's not without reason. Maybe I can explain my full story of all I know once. I don't know we earn each other's a bit more respect. But, that aside, the mayor has this for you. He's already paying from the funds to get Mr. Bombles and that little, little dragon and that boy. Ugh, I'm not going to go on that tangent. This, that's not important right now, but he's, he's paying him. He's, he's going to Give them the money, give them the fans, give them the building. But those envelopes, I'm not going to say what's in it. Anon has hers. I have mine. We know what we've got. But the mayor said, all the work you've done, this, he wasn't going to let you not have this as well. So don't worry about Bumble. He'll be fine. Fans are going through. But I'll just sort of like slide the letter over to them on the table. But my rapier is still pointing at me with a blade. The reason I did that is if you wanted the chance to kill me, on you go, boy. Damn! I, 
Alara, I don't have a reason to kill you. I saw some stuff on when before we fought Dragon. I when I that... tried to open that window, I saw you almost go for me, and it wasn't like the same way you went for that guy when you pulled his eye out. Okay. I, 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 I felt something a bit more aggressive from you. Fair enough, you're an aggressive fucker anyway, but... That... Okay. So... I don't know... It, it, I already know you don't know about my past, but do you know how tieflings actually work? Like, do, do you know as far I've as... i like, stories and this, but I'd rather it came from the horse's mouth. There's no need to insult him by calling him a horse. I didn't mean it in that <laughs> So You ruined this moment. You're ruining it. <laughs> so, I never knew my parents either. Uh, I grew up in an orphanage uh, somewhere in very, very far away in the coldest place that you could possibly imagine. Um... But there is one shred of evidence to know as to that one of my parents, don't know if it's my mom or my dad, was a demon. Um, tieflings are half demons by nature. Language you spoke to the yeah yeah so uh that's just that's just one of many languages that we kind of are gifted with um but there are some downsides to being a tiefling like yeah it's all glamorous and you know most tieflings are very naturally physically attractive and all this other stuff. We are very charismatic, but there are some downsides. One of which is that we tend to get very angry very quickly. Um, and it could be for something as simple as like, and I, I'll pull up a glass and say this alcohol, for example. I could very easily if I wasn't as controlled at it as I am get angry because this drink tasted funny it's just part of who we are as tieflings now again I started off trying to avoid my t my tiefling heritage completely at a younger age because um i wanted to live in a world where everything was what's the phrase i would like to use honky dory very everybody got along with everybody and everybody was happy so at a very young age in my hometown, I became part of a guild. And I did so in the, the aspect of trying to make friends. 
and I thought I did. Um, but we went on this mission where we had to go and uh, take out a group of yetis that were uh, causing some mischief to a nearby town. And a blizzard hit. A really bad one. Um, the people that were in that group that I thought I could trust, that I had laughed with, had drinks with, hell, I even had my first roundabout with my first woman with that group. They they left me to die in that blizzard. Matter of fact, one of them, uh, and I'll pull up my right pants leg and show them a scar that's across my leg, a really bad one. One of them tried to cut my leg off to keep me from following them. And... I thought I was going to die there. But then I. Uh, I did something I never thought I would do. It was I, I never believed in this religious. Bullcrap. I, I didn't. I didn't adhere to any gods. I didn't do any of that. I didn't have need for them because. Uh, you've probably heard me mention it once, but I used I was a terrible one, but I was a sorcerer nonetheless. Which I haven't practiced that in many, many years, but. For the first time in my life, I decided to pray. And terrifyingly enough, my prayer was answered. I saw this. This woman. Very beautiful woman. Covered in ice. Long pointed ears. Skin is. Radiant. As you could possibly imagine. She came up to me. And simply said. Just one sentence. And it's a, something that keeps going off over and over in my mind. And I can't get it out of my head. And it, I quite honestly have become obsessed with it. Is it something that you'd ever be willing to share or keep it more? Yeah, yeah no, I can. It's it, it wouldn't make sense, honestly, because I haven't quite figured it out yet myself. But she said. I have loved you from the beginning and I will love you until the end. And then she picked me up and gave me this staff. And then I, the next thing I know, I found myself back into the, the town. The 
and had to like teleport. You were yeah, in some, yes, it was hang. like a teleport or something. I don't I don't rightly know, but I had found myself back in that town, and it was at that moment that I had realized that I needed to. I needed a change. Now, whether that change was for the betterment of myself or not is yet to been decided. But I made a decision not to trust people as easily as I used to. And to. Earn respect versus ask for it. Actions to me after that day speak louder than any words could ever utter. So. I hold no offense against you. By any means, yeah, I didn't like what you did. But. I'm over that, you know. And you didn't have to come and talk to me about it, but you did. So that shows me that you have you have good character. I just hide the truth a lot of the time. I I don't like. I'm not going to tell any of this to Anon, as I hope you won't as well until you know, time's right and trust and respect in that. But well, I'll tell you what, I'll grab that bottle. DM. Yep. And I'll, I'll pour me and Alara a glass hey, each. Hey, you're putting that bottle down. And I said the first round, first couple of rounds, I honor my deal. Well, if I was doing a hit. Okay. You, you okay. Well, how about this? Yeah. First round is on you. But how about we cheers to what could potentially be hopefully an honest and long friendship and we still got to work out where these ducks and fucking dragons are coming from I'm, I, I <laughs> that, that right there alone I might just drink the whole bottle but I mean I mean that, that I also was... have to wonder like how the hell did we get daggers stuck inside of our chest and come back like that right there is one of the other stressful things that's been going on. Like, it, like you, I watched you guys kill these guys, right? And they instantly turned into a duck or a dragon. And I have no fucking clue what that's about. But we started off in a graveyard with a knife in our, like, chests and a note with no name on it. And I... Still don't know how the hell that all happened. You wanna know what baffles me the most, Cyrus? What's that? You can freeze the floor. Anon can shoot perfect shots with their bro most of the time. I can summon a bull, but the one thing that fucking messes us is fucking ducks and dragons. I'm I I, I don't get how that's the thing that really messes with their heads, but yeah, I, we can do this other Well, part. like I can explain the ice part because that has to do with the the goddess chick that I mentioned earlier, she's the one who gave me these powers, but I will attest and 
I have no fucking clue about these ducks or dragons. And you know what? Let's just get let's let me just get the drink. Otherwise, we'll be talking very yeah, sure. Bit. Sure. Yeah. Let, let, let I'm just going to drink and hope that the ducks and dragon parts is just a weird dream that I'm having. Okay. It's a okay. weird fucking place. I will, I will say that in the time that you guys have been having this conversation, add on you, you have arrived back at the tavern. Did you miss me? Hurry up and your drink, otherwise, otherwise you're not gonna, you're gonna miss out in the second round. round. Hurry up, you've got two drinks here. Hurry up. Did you yeah. get anything flashy? Not, not much. Just two books about Zyuria, which might prove useful later on. Oh, that's smart. Where did you? Where did you go for that? The bookshop. A bookshop. Just, just a bookshop. Just a bookshop. Listen, just because she's playing a rogue doesn't mean that everything she gets is stolen. Okay. Like is was was the were these actual books? Was there daggers or or bows hidden <laughs> or like uh, I don't know the magical potion to make you invisible? I I mean, look at this I point. I'm at this point. I'm just glad that she did what she did and got the books because yeah. I will agree that sh that is very smart. I mean, and no, no, I respect her for that, and I have fucking you know high fives and all that for that. I'm just something just although things don't take this personally normal. And on, I will say this, and this is just more of a very small favor to me. Depending on the favor. Next time that we need to go and talk to somebody, that's really important. Just make sure that we don't do it the way that we did it before. Because, you know, like, I don't have a problem sneaking into buildings and stuff like that. But, like, oh, that was that, that was a trip. OK, I'll say that for the rest of the afternoon going on to early evening you guys sit you guys drink uh you rack up a bar tab of we'll say 15 gold total i need everybody to go ahead and make constitution saving throws with disadvantage because you've been drinking the entire time Well, with disadvantage, I got a 17. Remind me again why you made a high con fucking warlock. Because I don't like having low HP. <laughs> I'm very squishy. <laughs> Board main negative modifier be on that? No, 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 not negative. It just means that you're, you're rolling the D20 twice and you're taking the, the lower number. And then add your constitution saving throw. Okay. So roll 13. a d20. 
and oh, you motherfucker, twenty. So thirteen on the dice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got a fifteen overall. Add on. I rolled a one. Oh. 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 Oh no. Oh. Well. I'm going to take great. I'm going to take great pride in this. Wait, wait. Question for the DM before he does whatever he does. Do you like sleeping in your bed and breathing? Oh, I most certainly do. However, give. I I think that uh, after I describe what happens, Unicorn's not going to argue as I'm going to relay this based on IRL experience. So, Zaris and Alara, as you tread carefully, (laughs) as you finish your umpteenth round of drinks, um, you notice that Anon is looking very, very worse for wear. She has gone a couple of shades paler. Um, she is slumping over towards her, her left hand side, almost falling off of her chair. You see her sort of try to reach for the, the glass that she's got that's still got some alcohol in it, and she topples a bunch of empty ones as she does so. You see her sit back and her head just sort of lulls back and she just goes still. She is passed out. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've got you. Okay. <laughs> at, at this point, at this point, you guys hear the door of the tavern opening and closing. Um, you hear an individual coming in, and you can tell that because you can hear the footsteps on the the wooden floorboards. The footsteps are getting closer. And you hear the sound of a, a chair scraping across the floor before somebody sits down in the empty chair that was at your table. It's Tygen. Tygen takes a seat, and he looks at all three of you and goes, Well, fuck me sideways. What? I knew. What, <laughs> what <laughs> the hell? I, oh. Well, all I can say is you did your job. That's for damn sure. You made you made you made one hell of a splash. That's all I'm gonna say. Speaking of a splash, I'm gonna need to piss. Okay, I'll say that you get up, you find your way to the bathroom, and you stumble your way your ass there. He looks I'm to st- I still have cognitive functions, so I will talk to Tygen. <laughs> he he looks over at you, Zyrus, and he just goes, Lucinda Grohl. I knew that bitch was working with Dragon. Nobody fucking listened to me though. Well, I guess it doesn't matter now since they can't find her. She's probably halfway to Zyuria by now, so fuck knows where. I fuck knows if the law's ever gonna catch up with her, but well, you say that. What have you done now? I I haven't done anything, Tygen. So the mayor has tasked us with certain things, and that is one of the many things that we're gonna have to do. But. The first thing that we need to do before that is we need a captain. 
And let me guess, you're wanting to call on me to be said captain. Well, I was going to ask politely, but seeing as how, as you said, it's so... That was politely. Fair. Fair. I'll tell you what. I'll waive the payment that I was going to give you. I'll take you there. Actually, no. I'll take you there and I'll give you... I'll give you 20 gold each as payment for what you did. I'll say that transport to Zyuria will be the bulk of your, the bulk of your payment. I, I think that's a fair deal. He just looks, he looks over at Adon and he's like, I don't think she's going anywhere anytime soon. I'm going to go take her to her room. Uh, and she's not going to be conscious enough to know that I did this, but I'm going to do one very polite thing, and I'm going to gently pick her up, and I'll say, Tygen, I don't know when we're going to depart just yet, but we will see you soon. He looks to you and says, I gotta run the Dark Toe tomorrow. It's a halfway point between here and Zyuria. Then we'll, we will see you tomorrow morning. Okay. Well. And I'm going to carry Anon to her room and gently lay her down in her bed. Okay. I will, and, cover, I will say, and I will cover her up and tuck her in. I will, I will say that because Anon rolled a nat one on the con save, she is passed out for the rest of the day she will not you will not wake up until tomorrow uh you don't hurl though so that's your one saving grace um out of curiosity Anon, what is your constitution saving throw uh modifier it was a plus three. Oh yeah yeah you definitely don't hurl you're fine if it had been like a plus one, you'd have hurled your guts up and made an absolute uh, tit of yourself. So, you know. Be thankful for that. Anyway, I will... I'll do something that I'm not entirely fond of doing, and that is we will time skip to the next morning. I'll give you guys... You're oh. going to leave me going for a piss and leave the night like no, that? No, no, really? no, 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 hold Why? on. Hold <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lara, you, you pass out face first in the fucking uh, cubicle. That's it. You're Moment's gone. Moment's you, gone. You're worshipping you're worshiping the porcelain throne tonight. Yeah, that, that, that's canon now. Thanks for, thanks for giving me the idea. I will go in and check on Alara. God <laughs> she's, damn. She's still... No, 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 no. Like I said, if you'd let me finish, I'll say that Zaris and Alara, if you so choose, you can spend an, another couple of hours until sundown uh, having some more drinks. If you do decide to do that, it'll be an extra five gold. Um, I, I'm I'm good on drinks. I've been drinking a lot, and okay. it's not really having an effect on me. So I'm just going to make sure that Alara is okay. Okay. And if she so, is, then I will go to bed. Okay. So you guys get a long rest. We'll cut to uh, early to mid morning the next day. I'll say that you guys wake up. Anon, you have got. Actually, you know what? No, Adam, go ahead and make me another Constitution saving throw for me. Because time has passed. 
That's a seven. So that's a ten in total? No. Oh. That's a seven. Oh, shit. Okay. Anon, you wake up later than everybody else. You make your way downstairs. You have one rager of a headache. Your I just eyes... slide the pl I just slide the plate of uh breakfast to her and just say here. <laughs> okay. A slide of a... no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh you guys spend a couple of minutes getting breakfast, you gather your things, and I'll say that you you make your way down to the docks. The docks are relatively busy at this point. Uh you see that each individual pier is occupied by a ship and there are several members of each crew going about unloading and loading cargo uh, both on and off said ships. Tykin's crew is in the middle of finishing up the loading process. He, see, he notices you guys coming up and he welcomes you onto the ship and he just says, ah, glad you can make it. Should take us a little more than, a, than two days to get to Dark So. Uh, like I said, I can take you as far as Dark Toe, um, but that's all I'm chartered for. But before we before we can leave Valorondir, we need to stop at the naval base and get you guys papers to exit the city. So, sure. I'll say that you guys you guys sail off to the the naval fort, which is about a twenty minute journey by boat. Uh, it's this singular small island to the, the northeast of the city. Uh, in fact, I can show you guys on the map. And I, I said that wrong. It's actually the northwest. Uh, so yeah, you guys get to the naval docks. Uh, this it takes the, the form of a uh, monumentally tall uh, brick and mortar fort that is extremely heavily well guarded. There's a singular gangplank uh, docking station for a ship, and you see that there's a line of three Crown's Guard waiting as they've seen your ship, they've seen Tygen's ship coming towards it. Uh, Tygen says, you'll all need to come with me because I've got some paperwork to sign before we can leave as well. It's strictly routine, and honest, honestly, you guys should be fine. As long as you guys aren't carrying anything you shouldn't have on you or any, any contraband, just... Answer the questions. Don't lie. Because I swear to God, you think that you guys have had a rough time. If they find that you've got anything illegal on you, you will do time for it. So. Hold on, guys. Don't we have letters that were given by the mayor to us about passage? They, the letters, I believe, would make it easier for you. And that they would uh, grant you free passage within the city, yeah. It, nope. it doesn't yes. it doesn't stipulate any it doesn't mention anything outside of the city. Yeah, I didn't think it would. So you guys step off the ship, you make your way in, and it is the interior of the this side of the the, the fort that you guys are in is very similar to the uh the mayor's building with all the, the clerks sitting at desks. But it looks a lot more Spartan. It's a cold stone floor, it's stone desks, and it's crowns guard just all along the walls and all down the center aisle. And there's only 
there's two rows of desks and there's three desks at each row or each column sorry um there's one desk free at the moment because all the other clerks are busy uh writing down various pieces of information uh one of the the clerk that is free is a large bald red-skinned goliath that has got white tattoos and sort of like a tribal design going across his uh, his, his shaven head he looks up and calls you forward and you know he recognizes Tygen. He says, Ah, oh, Tygen, good to see you. Um What do you need? You doing another run? He just goes, Yeah, yeah, I'm making a run to Dark Toe. Uh just cargo as usual, bread, wine, mead, and uh a couple of bits of livestock. That's it. You see him you see the Goliath hand over the paperwork and just goes, Yeah, sure, go inside go fill it out, bring it back to me when you're done. Uh are these guys with you? He looks to the Goliath and goes, yeah, these guys are going to be accompanying me on the trip. I'm going to be dropping them off in Dark So, so they're going to need extradition. They're going to need extract paperwork from you, if that's okay. And he just looks at all three of you and goes, you with the bow, step forward. That's natural. Yeah, way to go. Way to make yourself look <laughs> real inconspicuous. <laughs> okay, Anon, what do you do? Huh? Wait, what am I doing? Where am I? Oh, God. You see the, Goli you see the Goliath look towards Zarus and Alara and just goes, Is she okay? No, but it's fine. I mean... <clears throat> Okay, miss, just step forward and just answer Please, questions. Your voice down. I have got the worst headache. Hello. What, 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 what can I answer you for? Okay. Name. Anon. Okay, you see him write that down on the paperwork. Age. Miss. Hold on, it's on my other sheet. <laughs> it's going to be interesting finding out because Anon's a drier. It's going to be interesting to find out what age she actually is because I don't think she's mentioned it in the campaign so far. Um. Oh, what the fuck? 348 something. Okay, I'll just round it down. You see him scribble it down. Occupation. An adventurer slash woman of all means. I'm just gonna put adventurer. You see him look up and goes, this is gonna be rather presumptuous, but do you have paperwork for those weapons? Hold on. And and she starts digging. Uh At this point, you see the, the Goliath, he starts tapping his quill on the desk, and he just looks to uh, Zarus and Alara and just goes, Okay, you two start. You you two step forward. Fill out the questions I've already asked her, and just go through the paperwork on your own time. Right. So, 
the mayor has given us some official documents saying that should say that the the weapons are fine okay in the okay. last episode okay according to my notes okay uh yeah they'll do they'll do uh he looks at the he looks at the documents and he just goes oh okay so you, okay okay you got these from the mayor okay that's fine um he just he notes that down he just goes, are you carrying any of the following contraband? Forged coin, exotic animals, unwilling passengers, or stolen goods? None. Okay, good to know. Not that you would uh, tell me if you were or anything. I guess that the, the Crown's Guard on the pier will uh, find that out searching Tigan's ship. Just a routine check. I'm, I'm sure you understand. Of course. Uh, you see him finishing the paperwork. He stamps it uh, and he hands it over to you. He just goes, when you get to Zyuria, which I'm assuming is your halfway point, which is your, your destination, Tygen wouldn't just drop people off in Darktoe. I mean, nobody really stays in Darktoe. Uh, showed us to the, the, the naval dock when you get there. This will grant you entry. Just, yeah. Be careful. Don't do anything stupid. And he looks to Ilera and Zaris and just goes, same question, any illegal contraband, any forged coin, any exotic animals, any unwilling passengers, any stolen goods? Nope. No. Okay, great to know. Okay, Saigon, your passengers check out. In the meantime, it's going to be another five or ten minutes before you can leave, before the crews outside finish their search. I'm sure Tygen is fine with this. We, you know, he's a he's pretty regular around here. Uh, yeah, feel free to take a seat outside and maybe make your way back to the ship. But you guys have a good day. And uh, thank you. Yeah, good luck in dark, though. Hold on, I don't the the way you said that. Let's let's let, let's ju let's just say that um. There's very few places in Vardor that uh, the military doesn't really take uh, a keen attention to, shall we say? Oh, 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 I'll, oh, oh! I'll, right. I'll, 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 I'll lean to Alar and go, pirates! Yay! <laughs> uh, you see, Tygen just go, yeah. I hadn't told them about Dark Till. Thanks for that. That's going to be a fun conversation later on. You see, I've already been to Dark Toe before. It's fine. You look. You see the Goliath chuckle, and he just goes, <laughs> "Don't worry, Tigan. As long as these guys can look after themselves, they should be fine. As long as they don't run into the Dark Kings." And you Ew. see him. You just. You, you just see him. Uh, you see him uh, get up, and he starts making his way over to. A very rickety wooden filing cabinet that's at the back of the room. He's just basically dismissed you guys. Yeah, I would have already walked out because uh, I've already been to Dark Toe before, so I know what to expect. Oh, do you know? Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. You failed to let me know that one, but I'll, uh, I'll be sure to throw some curveballs your way. I rolled a history check just to make sure. Wait, what did you get? A nat 20. Oh, fuck off. Wanna see? <laughs> no, I trust you. I trust you. 
asshole. I figured you would ask. I figured you would ask because, like, due to the fact my character travels a lot, yeah, I would have at least been yeah. through there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a couple minutes go by. You get you get word from the Crown's Guard outside that you're you're free to board the ship. Uh, you get on, and Tygen just says, "It like I said, it's gonna take us maybe two days to get to Dark Toe." Um, weather seems to be good, not anticipating any problems, and uh, with any luck, should be smooth sailing. So, is there anything that you guys want to do whilst you're on the ship? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, Lara wants to do something. Cyrus, you've said pirates, right? So, you know, I've got my rapier, I've got my coat. Do you think maybe I might fit in a little bit? That's, that's a very off-centered question. There's a reason I'm asking, Cyrus. Just, it's just so... Reason. Dark Toe is... Actually, go ahead and... Both of you go ahead and make a history check. Can I still use the nat 20 that I rolled? Yeah, but I'm going to give you the details. Okay. Ilara, go ahead and make that history check for me. Oh, wait, no, 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 I rolled 16 there. I should check with one. It's zero. Anyway, so 16. Okay. Uh, I'll give... I'll go by what Ilara gets first, and then I'll, I'll add on what Zyrus gets. Sure. Ilara, your knowledge of Dark Toe is pretty, pretty sound. It's not expert knowledge, but you know a little bit about it, especially from your background. Dark Toe is, as the, the Goliath uh, said previously, it is one of the only places in Vardor. <coughs> Sorry. Where the Vardorian military, not the Crown's Guard, but the Vardorian military turn a blind eye. This is essentially no man's land in terms of criminal activity. It's every man for himself. It's outlaw central. And it is the go-to place for illegal contraband drug smuggling, uh, human trafficking, and arms dealing. Oh, we're gonna have fun. Now, what Zaris knows on top of this is that Dark Toe is a faction, or it's a location in Zyuria that is run by one gang in particular, the Dark Kings. The Dark Kings are a criminal syndicate who are led by two brothers. You don't know the names of the brothers, but you know that they are heavily shrouded in rumors. The Dark Kings themselves are said to be demons. People very rarely see their true faces. They are seemingly immortal. And that no assailant has ever made a attack on the Dark Kings that has come anywhere close 
to life-threatening. They are known to kill without thought, without remorse, and if you so much as look at them the wrong way, you are as good as dead. But yeah, that's what your nat 20 will get you. I'll, so I'll relay that information, but I'll do it in kind of like a little fun little story. Uh-oh. So, so I'll tell Alara that, uh, that I know them from that guild that I was a part of. Uh, very briefly, I, I've never met the brothers or anything like that. The one encounter that I did have with them, we were gambling and uh, God got pissed off because I outbeat him three times. But to be fair, he was very plastered and couldn't read his cards anyway. So, uh, right. OK, OK. They're not good people. Let's just say that. And you need to make sure that you keep an eye out at all times because you don't know what's going to happen and when it will happen. Yay. So, as you set sail on the open ocean towards Dark Toe, I'll say that it has been roughly, I'll say, three or four hours. Judging by the positioning of the sun, you can tell that it is late afternoon. Uh, the sky is beginning to cloud over ever so slightly, and Tygen relays information that you guys are going to start experiencing calmer winds within the next couple of minutes, or not minutes, hours, sorry. So uh, progress on your journey may slow during the night. He doesn't anticipate this posing any delay with regards to getting to Dark Toe. He's just relaying information because he, he gets the feeling that not all of you are seafaring people or very experienced on the open ocean. So he's just he's keeping you guys updated. Uh, somebody go ahead and make a... Nope, sorry, before you do that. Somebody go ahead and roll a d4 for me. Uh, while they're rolling, technically speaking, wouldn't I be more attuned to the open sea as much as I've traveled? That depends. How many times have you hopped across continents? Well, it's more the lines of that because of the way that the guild worked, I would always go from place to place. So it was a matter of like how you as the DM put that into perspective of how far out did that guild go? Okay, I'll say that this stretch of water between uh, between Jorha and Zyuria, so on the, the east coast, is one of the stretches of waters that you haven't traveled as much. You normally went from Arcada to the south coast of Zairi, or you went from Arcada to the uh, southwest coast of Jorha. It's more like, mainly that little bottom stretch of water that you traveled. Okay. Uh, so this little stretch, I mean, other than any landmarks that Tygen points out, you can just assume that it's similar sailing it's so we could 
potentially say that like the only reason I came into this direction in the first place was like an offbeat chance of a mission that we needed to come here. Yeah. To Dark Toe and then make our way back to the guild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. So who's rolling that D4 for me? I don't mind. I rolled it and it was a two. Excellent. Okay. So uh give me one second. Where did I put it? There we go. Okay. So as you guys sail for a couple more hours, you begin to you, you make steady progress. Tigan's happy with the amount of progress that you've made uh on this day's travel. Um you haven't you haven't chopped any time off of your journey. You haven't added anything on. The winds have been fairly okay. You do notice that in the distance there is another ship. And from that ship you can hear extremely faint sounds of cries for help. The ship itself seems to be getting smaller and smaller as you get closer to it. The ship's sinking. So, I'm going to give, you know what, fuck it, I'm an agent of chaos. Ilara, you have control of the ship token in roll 20. Oh dear. You are now in control of the ship, my good friend. Oh, so, God. you see Tygen, he's standing, he's standing at the front of the ship, he's looking through a spyglass, and he, he turns and calls out saying that there is a sinking ship. Uh, in the distance, and that he thinks it would be best if you guys were to uh, go over and intervene. I want to go and do that. I want to roll to see if they're being sneaky sneaky. Because I don't trust anything that gets close to Dark Toe. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll an insight check for me. What is my 15? 15 from this distance, I'll say that you get the sense that there is a real credible threat to life and that it is enlaced with a, a tone of genuine fear. Okay. I will relay to everybody on that can hear me within earshot, so mostly to Anon and Alara, uh, but to Tygen, if he can hear me, it's like, hey, go to this ship, but be prepared for anything. Okay. Lands out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you want me to move the ship for you, Alara, or are you wanting to do that? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So it takes you a little while to go over to the ship. By this point, the the crew are standing on what seems to be the the last little uh, crevices of the ship before it sinks into the ocean. There's approximately five, or no, there's I'd say there's seven of them. There are battles and crates just floating around the debris of the ship. Um you see that there's a lot of debris in and amongst them. It seems that there was some sort of impact that caused the, the ship to 
sustain quite a lot of damage and begin sinking. Uh, Tygen starts throwing out guy ropes to the the members of the crew that are in the water in the hopes that they're going to catch them. Uh, uh, actually, it. can I make it easier? Yeah, go ahead. Because we're in the ocean, this is kind of like my territory. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think I know what you might do. Uh, I'm not going to use sculpt ice because I don't want to damage anybody. Uh, but instead, could I cast my new cantrip Ice Wave to create like a stair-like effect onto the ship to where that they could p- like potentially just climb up a set of ice stairs and get onto the ship? I'm assuming they'd have to make a deck save in order to get up that, right? Uh, okay. I'll I'll read you what it says. It's like it's, then... it's like walking on ice. That's not an easy thing to do. After you touch the ground, a thin sheet of ice rapidly extends forth in a 15-foot cone, then ruptures, causing spikes of ice to launch skyward. Each creature in the cone must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 1d6 cold damage, and their speed is reduced by 10 feet on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Um, But I'm not trying to damage them, though. So okay. is it is it possible that I could just make it to where that they would just potentially just get the dexterity saving throw with advantage and just l- lose a couple of feet of movement because of them walking on thin ice, like you said? Yeah, sure, I'll allow that. Yeah, so Elera and Anon, you watch as Zaris creates these uh, this is almost like a set of stairs from the, the surface of the water leading up to the front of the ship, uh, using his, uh, is, is that a cantrip? It's a cantrip, yeah, cantrip, it's a new yeah. cantrip that I just learned, yeah. Cool. Uh, so you start to see the, the crew members start climbing up onto the first step, and as they get to their feet, okay, yep. Okay. Okay. You see that the first couple of crew members that get up there, they they get up the steps no problem. However, the ones that follow suit behind, they take a little bit longer. They're uh they're slipping and sliding over the first couple of steps. They're having to catch themselves by uh trying to grip onto the ice using their nails and just sort of like stop themselves from falling back into the water they do eventually get up onto the the deck of Tygen's ship uh you see Tygen start hacking away the ice to sort of dislodge the ship uh, and... yeah i can i can remove it just oh okay yeah okay you see him uh call out to members of his crew to get blankets to warm up the the refugees um within minutes they're they're wrapped up they're sitting on the deck, and he Tygen's wandering over to them, just going, "What in the fuck, Knuckles? Happened to you guys?" You see, one of them is a very scruffy-looking male, uh, really scraggly, stubbled beard, slick back, undercut, uh, chestnut brown hair. He's wearing sort of like a really loosely fitted white cloth shirt that's got sort of like a crisscross. Uh, lace effect on the chest, and he's just looking up, and he just goes, sh- uh, sh- uh, sh- "Shark attack!" Out of nowhere, just, just out of, 
out of fucking nowhere. Oh god. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute, wait a minute. How did a shark sink your boat? It 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 it, it broke the hull. Um we we couldn't get the water out fast enough. Uh it the the, the ship just just started just started sinking. It's at this point that you see Tygen uh call out to his ship to unloose like to to like set all the sails and basically get you guys the fuck out of dodge. Um Tygen's not equipped to he's not he's not a, an attacking vessel. He is just a merchant. He's got no cannons, he's got no armaments, he's got no offensive capabilities. He he's merely here just to transport cargo. And you see, you actually lurch forward a little bit with the momentum as the, the wind hits the, the sails and you guys start edging further and further away from the uh, from the sink site. And there's a lot of the crew that are just sitting in absolute fear-filled silence as they're just sort of shaking from the cold, the wet, the water's dripping from their hair. Um... Uh, they're just, they're in a stunned state where they can't believe that this has happened and they're just absolutely petrified. You see Tygen just go, right, okay, um, you guys are going to be safe. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take care of you. We'll give you food. We'll give you a place to rest. We'll give you uh, some new clothes. So just, you know, try and... Get your nerves back. My crew will take you down into the into the the hold. We'll give you some beds. You know you can sleep this off. And as of tomorrow, you can help us make our make the remainder of our journey to Dark Toe. Um, I'll I'll consider that. Uh, thanks enough in regard for uh, fishing you guys out of the water. But uh, we're gonna drop you off in Dark Toe. I don't know whether or not you guys are going to be able to, you know, make any sort of plans thereafter, but it's the least that we can do. You see the guy who, uh, who was talking, he just looks up and goes, thank you, mister. That, that, that's, that's real kind of you. We, we appreciate it. Don't we guys? And you hear all of them just start to go, yeah, 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 appreciate it. Thank you. And with that, you see a member of Tygen's crew lead them down into the hold. Um, you can hear the you can hear Tygen's crew member just going, "Right, boys, come on, let's get you some clothes." Tomorrow, you set you help us set sail for Dark Toe. Okay, now that you guys have successfully saved seven people's lives from, assumedly a shark attack. Uh, is there anything that you guys would like to do before nighttime hits and the winds begin to die down? Can I roll a perception check to see if it actually was a shark? Yeah, sure. Nope. I don't. Nope. You don't? I don't see shit. I don't see shit. Oh, That's a shame. Yep. What did you roll? Yep. I rolled a two. Oh, buddy. Yeah, you don't see jack fucking shit. It's a lot yep. of there's a lot of blue out there. I like blue. <laughs> I like blue. 
Enter non copyrighted song. I'm blue da booty da da. I ain't fucking scared. Uh, Actually, yeah. you say that, and I, I I heard a song I haven't heard in a while yesterday, and it oh, made no. me think of what Zara's, uh theme song would be. Oh no! Uh, Jekyll and Hyde by Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the that's the kind of that's the kind of shit that I would expect Zaris to listen to. That and Green Day, but you know, uh, I thought I was going to different names. You are kind of person but all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's not poison my fucking podcast with that shit okay okay uh i'll say that the rest of the day passes by gets to nighttime you see that uh tygen leaves a skeleton crew up on the deck to sort of navigate the ship downstairs in the hold though you guys are situated at tables um tygen's in his his own quarters he's just sort of taking the night to himself. I mean, the guy did just get released from jail so the day before, so he's, he's, he's taking a little bit of me time. Uh, My ribs got hurt and destroyed, but I'm still soldiering on. Uh-huh, yeah, but you, for, you forget, Tygen's, <laughs> Tygen, compared to, compared to you, Tygen's a pussy. <laughs> so, you know, he can't withstand the, uh, the life of an adventurer. Human, eh? I thought you were human. <laughs> Very funny. Actually, I'll let you guys in on it. There was actually another captain that you could have taken, and he, he is a tabaxi, which is a, a cat folk for, uh, for some of the lesser inclined, knowledgeable people of the D&D community. Uh, so you guys literally could have had a, a feline captain taking you. He would have been expensive, though. So, is there anything you guys would like to do with your evening? I'm giving you guys free reign. I'm just gonna keep I'm knackered. Okay, Galera's taking some rest time. Add on. I think she's just spending the time kind of studying over the book she got. Okay. Um, go and make me a... What would it be? Let me have a look at character sheet real quick. Uh, I would say whichever you feel most comfortable, either an investigation or a general intelligence check. What'd you roll? That was a one. Oh my god, what, like... In total? In total. I believe my my hangover has lasted for days. Okay. Um, there's a lot of words. Your brain literally cannot comprehend any of them right now. Can you even read at this point? Yes, <laughs> she can. I think I can, but it would be the combination of the hangover and the seasickness. It's just... That's I'm just fair. hanging over the edge of the boat at this point. <laughs> Zaris, what are you doing, man? I'm going to do something different. Uh, so I'm going to go to the crow's nest and get out of earshot of everybody. And I'm going to pray to my Patreon. 
Okay, make so, a make a religion check for me. But do you want me to say what I want to say to her first and then roll, or do you want me to roll and then say it? In your opinion, will what you say influence the roll? I don't know how you are as a DM as far <laughs> as the religious aspect goes, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, go ahead and say it first. Alright. So I've got a, I've got a DC in mind, but what you say may change that. Okay. So Zerus will go up to the crow's nest and he'll he'll sit down and he'll kind of look out at the, the night sky and he'll start thinking about the recent events as to what happened. And he'll go. I know you're not one much for prayers and all of that. But. I do have some concerns due to what has happened in the past. Am I on the right track as far as trusting Anon and Alara is concerned? Because you already know that I've been betrayed before. And I'll just don't want to get into that again. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to forego the DC. Okay. And we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a leaf out of critical roles book. Okay. And I know that you may not have, you, you haven't seen far enough in the campaign too, in order to fully, no. fully understand what I'm about to explain. Okay. Okay. So, you you speak those words and you feel the you feel the temperature of the air go from moderately warm and slightly humid to chilly and crisp almost like the first gust of wind on a winter's morning. It doesn't cause you any discomfort. But you feel it whip around your arms and it, it almost wraps up around the back of your neck and it makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand on edge. You get the feeling that that is a confirmation is that you're on the right track. Is there anything else that you would like to ask the Ice Queen? Um, I'll let you take this, this conversation as far as you're willing to go. Okay. I'm gonna ask... If I want to ask about the knife, okay, because in all intents and purposes, I should have died, and my questions still remain unanswered. So, is there something else at play that I don't know about? You're saying all this. You're saying all this out loud, right? 
Well, not loud enough for anybody to no, hear no, me. No, no, no. Yeah, you, you yeah are, but in general, are, yes. Yeah, you are, you are saying I lied, though. Okay. Yeah. As you finish that question, a couple of seconds goes by before you feel the center of your chest grow cold. Like somebody's just pressed an ice cube up against your skin. You get the feeling that the Ice Queen is telling you that there is still some knowledge that you're yet to acquire. But it doesn't feel like she's being harsh with her response. It's a gentle chill. It's almost it's almost comforting. It's if if she was capable at the moment of putting it into words it would be along the lines of there's still something you need to learn but it's nothing that you need to fear okay i am going to use the remaining bit of tobacco that i have roll me up a uh cigar mm -hmm. and finish the night off in the crow's nest smoking that cigar okay you feel the you feel your immediate surroundings go back to that warm and slightly humid temperature that you you knew it to be um she has not completely turned her gaze away from you she is still watching over you but she just gets the sense of you're done asking questions for now yeah, yeah, like, I, I, it's, it's usually in the pretense of that I don't, I don't pray to her normally mm -hmm. because of the fact that she doesn't require anything. She, she is a Patreon that doesn't ask for anything in return. Yeah. She, she just gives it to who she sees as fitting for her grand scheme of things um so when it comes to prayer she is just one of those things that like if i want to do it i can but it's not a requirement okay so so you roll up your your cigar you sit and you smoke away for the rest of the night uh elara what are remind me what are you doing uh at this point are you getting oh, some right? I'm waiting to wake up now. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 simply asking what you're doing because uh, you know it, it kind of slipped my mind. But if you're if you're resting, then that's cool. Oh no, I was it was only for a, a little kind of kip, so I'm waiting to get, can I get up? Okay, you're getting up. Uh, are you still down below? Are you still in the hold, or are you up on the deck? Uh, I want to go up on the deck. Okay, you make your way up on deck and. The skeleton crew is still manning the various positions, making sure that the sails are steering you guys in the right course. There's one of Tygen's crew at the helm, just making sure that the uh, the heading is right. You make your way up to the, the starboard side. You lean against the, uh, the wooden railing, and you look out across the ocean. Go ahead and make a... Yeah, go ahead and make a perception check for me. 
17. Okay. Off in the distance, approximately 150 feet, to the point where it's almost, almost unnoticeable. Against the dark purple backdrop that is the, the Vardorian Oceans, you see a silhouette hovering above the land, uh, hovering above the, uh, the horizon. Not touching the water. Just hovering. Your eyes squint for a second to get a better look at this. There seems to be little wisps falling off of this, this silhouette. You don't see any facial features. You don't see any characteristics. It is just a outline and a black silhouette. You try to make sense of it for a couple of seconds. But the more you look at it, the more you feel as though time is slowing down. You've only been looking at this silhouette for about five seconds. But you feel as though you've been looking at it for minutes. And after what you swear is approximately five minutes in your head, your focus snaps back. And you realize that all of this has just happened in a couple of seconds. But the silhouette begins to get bigger. Just slightly. Slightly bigger. Slightly bigger. Until you get the feeling that it is picking up pace. It's getting larger, and you get the sense that this silhouette is coming towards you with a relatively decent degree of speed. Within seconds, this silhouette is hovering 20 feet across the bow of the ship, just staring at you. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Right. Sixteen. Sixteen. Good. You feel you feel something cloying on the inside of your mind. It's almost like something's trying to make its way inward. It lasts for maybe a second. And as it dissipates, as your mind focuses and your, your, your focus regains that clarity that you normally have, you swear that you see the silhouette's head cocked to one side. You see a hand elevate up and it slowly begins to reach out and it's almost like it's reaching for you you don't get the sense that it's hostile but this is something ominous you feel your hand lift up as well and before you realize that your hand is going out to meet this figure 
just just seconds before your hand collides with that of this figure, the figure dissipates. It's gone. And you're left standing alone on the deck of Tygen's ship, reaching out into nothingness, reaching out into the, the dark void that is the Vardorian sky. And that's where we're going to take the end of our session. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of Duckies and Dargons. We hope that you had a fantastic time listening to it. We certainly had a great time uh, doing this session. I would like to go on record and just, and just say that the events that took place at the beginning of this episode surrounding Arthur Bumble's store, I, I could not and I swear to you, I could not have fucking planned that to be the role that you guys ended up getting. I know that you guys, you guys had a, a five, well, uh, I believe it was actually, it was Alera's role. Yeah, it was Alera's role. Uh, you had a 5% chance for that to happen. And you did not disappoint. Ladies and, and gentlemen, look at me, man. Be proud of me. Be proud. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you very much for sticking with us for this episode. We love you very much. In the meantime, I would highly suggest that you go out and you uh, check out Crit Like a Girl podcast. They are absolutely fantastic content creators, and I know that you guys will enjoy their episodes. Their content has been. Uh, just it's been it's been a joy to listen to i know that our uh, player slade has been listening to it as well so uh he can vouch for just how professional they are and just how just how great they are in general so go check them out uh i believe that they're on pretty much all the same uh podcast platforms that we are so if you've got a spare couple hours go hit them up tell them that we uh sent you their way i'm sure that they'd be love uh, they'd be Grateful to hear that they've been sent their way by another member of the, the TTRPG community. That is it for us. We will be back next week with more shenanigans and let's see how our players fare when they arrive. Don't in trust him. Don't trust him. No, he's going to kill us all. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. That If you had rolled really badly, this session would have gone downhill really quickly with regards to the ending. But once again, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. And above all else, ladies and gentlemen, roll for initiative. Good night.